welcome to the man cave. I almost said the fan cave. Anyway, welcome to the man cave, uh, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with absolutely nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we debate and test the limits of our friendship by discussing the latest podcasts, movies, TV shows, and audiobooks by icons. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. I don't even know that one. I couldn't even sing along. That's old. Okay. It's old when she was not a girl and not yet a woman. Well, oh, she was a teen. that's what that means. Okay. I'm not a girl. <laughs> yeah, it, I didn't quite push it to the right vocal placement for her. Um, We were talking about Taylor Swift in the pre-show little hint, guys. If you want to get a little bit of that sexy pre-show action, you want to become a fandy. Um, Everybody else does those commercials at the beginning of the podcast. I'm so annoyed with that. I'm almost switching to audiobooks entirely. All right. You know, I can't take... You have spoken. I can't take the whole, like, let me give you five commercials before you even get into my show. It's not a good format. Yep. But that said, if you want to give us five bucks a month, it's less than a cup of coffee, especially if you get oatmilk.com slash... Mancave.com slash Bandy. <laughs> and like, we could really use it. We'll send pictures of our kids. They're not looking good. Emaciated. It's not great, guys. Bandy's wow. five bucks a month. Wow. Okay. Wow. We talked about Taylor Swift in the pre-show. And the reason we talked about Taylor Swift is because I fell in love with Taylor, like, late in the game. I was one mm-hmm. of those people that was like, she's too pop. She's too this. And then... I really got on board when I was like, oh, wait a second. Why is everybody attacking her? And why do I have the opinions I have of her that are not my own when I haven't even really listened mm-hmm. to the music? And well, what's going on? And then I got folklore and I was like, Jesus, she's a genius. What the hell is everybody saying? I feel like Britney Spears, whose book we are talking about today, The Woman and Me. Britney Spears. I'm sorry. What's it called? It's called The Woman and Me, isn't it? The Womandy. In me. You're welcome for the title, Pete. Go on. Oh my God. What about the woman in Mandy, though? That could be good too. I don't think there is one. <laughs> anyway, um that we were talking about her, uh, like we she talks about a similar fate, right? They both started when they were like 14. They were both hugely successful before they even know how to act as a grown-up. But Brittany has had a very different path with her parents and with her, um, I I don't even know, like, I don't know the outside story outside this book of, like, how, if she ever was really a drug addict or if they just sent her to Rebad 90 times to be cruel. I don't, I don't really know. I knew she dated Justin Timberlake and mm-hmm. I knew uh, that she had a couple kids with that guy who never seemed, he seemed like definitely he was like, I'm going to fuck a famous girl so I can be a pop star. That definitely felt like Kevin Federline, right? But I really didn't know anything. All I know is that when I was getting a divorce in New York City and moving mm-hmm. to California, I listened to mm-hmm. nothing but Britney Spears on that ride across the country. And Britney Spears saved my life. I, you thought it was you and you okay. were helpful. But she... I was much more physically present yeah. than she. But yeah, She was busy. Uh, she saved my life. Yeah. I mean, this... This book, which she wrote, and I'm putting that in quotes because there was clearly a ghostwriter and 
this doesn't sound like her voice at most of the time. Interesting. But it was narrated by Michelle Williams, who is so good, I forgot it wasn't really Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. I, I just believed I was listening to Britney Spears talk for five hours. Yep. Um, I I think the essential problem is this is her version of events. And I think she has had some very uh, scary mental health issues and I'm not sure she's an emotionally stable person but she's telling the story and making it sound like everyone around her is crazy and she was innocent and acting perfectly 90% of the time and they all gaslit her and they all conspired I can't really buy that I think the truth lies in between that's interesting I think they I think they were terrible to her I do. I bought everything she said. But that's only because that conspiratorship. Why can't I think of what? That's what it is. Conservatorship. Conservatorship, not a conspiracy. It would be real obvious if it was called a conspiratorship. Well, it should have been because I think. (laughs) No, they were horrible. Like, they were horrible to her. They really. I agree. I I agree that they were horrible. I didn't mean to cut you off. But it allowed you to take a sip of your coffee. So you're welcome. Nice and hot. Um, No, I, I. like there, there's a little bit of like a where there's smoke, there's fire. I, he was a drunk when she was growing up. Like he was not mm-hmm. nice to her. He took her over. dad, Jamie Spears. Yeah. Is his name Jamie yeah. too? Her sister's name yeah. is Jamie. Jamie Lynn. Yeah. They named their daughter after her dad. Yeah. Okay. They're all evil. You can't. Yeah. That's not the right thing to do in a family. Um. No, so I, I don't like, I didn't like the way they were all sucking money off of her and and then not giving her. I'm not saying they're innocent. Yeah. Not not any part of me believes they only acted out of love. Yeah. But I think in from what I've heard Kevin Federline be interviewed and he said she was completely irrational and unstable and unfit to care for our boys. I've heard her boys interviewed and they've said our mom doesn't even really talk to us. We live with my dad and he takes great care of us. So these uh... it's not. And all we heard was that. You know, she's a mama bear and she loves those boys and she would do anything to protect them. And her happy place is watching movies with those boys. Well, I don't buy that. Yeah. I think she did go through some very serious mental breakdown. And well, and that her dad, you know, putting her on that 5150 hold and having her put in a mental facility or whatever you would call it maybe felt necessary. And then he started to see the dollar signs of if I can keep her down, then I can just run her career the way I want, collect all the money. I think he's an evil piece of shit. Please don't get me wrong. But I don't think she is and it's totally as rosy and perfect. Yeah. yeah, she really made it sound like all I did was take a vitamin and they put me in rehab again and again and again. And I just wanted to take my vitamins. No, Brittany, something else was going on there. <laughs> That's an interesting. She did keep talking about the energy boosters or what were they, mm-hmm. right? Supplements. Energy supplements. Yeah. And she was like, over-the-counter supplements. Why couldn't I take those? Well, that was a good they question, They made me though. feel focused. If they were over-the-counter supplements, then really, why couldn't she buy take it. them? Right. Because I don't buy it, Mandy. I think she was taking, she, I think she was unstable and taking things and behaving erratically. And yeah. To hear her break down those famous incidents of her bashing a car with an umbrella and her shaving her head and her locking herself in the bathroom, she made them sound totally reasonable. 
And we would all do that in that situation. Well, but I don't think they were reasonable. I think she had lost she, her sense of reality. She does not say anybody would do that. She 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 says it's very specific to her experience of like, I wanted to own my body. Everybody wanted me to have long hair and be sexy for them. I was everybody's toy and every, I had to dance for everybody. And I wanted to own my body. So I shaved my head because I knew that would be a way to fuck with them. And there, mm-hmm. like in terms of the why she did it, not just like Martians are coming and I have to give a place for them to land. You know, <laughs> if she had said that, I would have been like, oh, Britney's batshit. But her yeah. saying like, fuck you, you want my hair to be pretty for you? Fuck you, I'm shaving my head. It's I don't, She didn't frame it as like, who wouldn't have done that? It was like, I did it because of this. And she was, and it was interesting to hear that just because from the outside, and we had the same experience with Matthew McConaughey's book too, where he was talking about some of the things where you're like, what's up with crazy Matthew McConaughey? Like, he is not a normal person. He's a pot smoking numbskull with no brain in his head. And he's naked and bongoing. And it's like, he's a nut job. And, you know, like, you just completely dismiss him as like, rich whatever, entitled garbage. Mm -hmm. But then he tells his book, and I know you weren't crazy about his book, but you at least... Green light. (laughs) At least though you have a perspective that you go like, oh, I hadn't thought about that perspective. And I had never thought about her perspective, you know? And she has rabid fans. That's the thing I thought was really interesting because I was a fan in the early aughts. What even are the aughts? Can you explain that to me? Is that the 80s? What are the aughts? No. <laughs> 2000. Oh, is that what it is? 2000 to 2010. Why do they call them aughts? Like 2001, 2002. I, I, that was just how, that was the phrase. <laughs> I don't know. That's when it was. Because every time anybody says that, I'm like, oh yeah, those aughts. They were nuts, right? Who are you hanging out with that's saying that? I, it happens. <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe I'm not hanging, maybe I'm watching it on television and they're saying it, but I feel like we're hanging out, you know, maybe I yeah. <laughs> heard it somewhere. A lot of, lot of aught talk. Aught talk. <laughs> oh my God, please, could that be our spinoff podcast? Aught <laughs> talk with the Mandys. Um, oh God, I don't even know what I was, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, I was a fan of her early on. Like, well, when mm-hmm. she first came out, I was like, oh, gross, teenage dancing. Ugh. And I thought she's so poppy and I kind of was like mainstream and we know you zig when everybody's ass. Yes. Go ahead. Although I did like Christina yes. Aguilera, but I was Aguilera first and then I came around to Britney and I really, mm-hmm. once my friend Brady, thank you, Brady, like introduced me to Britney and the structure of her songs and stuff, I was like, okay, now I'm in. And I was stronger well, every day. Ugh. Am I not when when you say titles of songs, I have to say, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Stronger than yesterday. So um I loved Britney from the moment I saw uh Hit Me Baby one more time. Mm-hmm. I think she's a gifted performer. Mm-hmm. I think her dancing is off the charts. Oh, yeah. And anyone who disagreed with me can suck it. I think she's not a great singer. And I don't understand how her career started with her singing, but I think she's an admitted smoker and I think she has destroyed any voice she had. Yeah. So I, but I would watch her perform anything. In fact, during the book, I would often pause when she would say, well, filming that video. And I was like, I got to see the video. I got to see it again. Oh, I don't remember. That's you know, fun. I think she works with miraculous choreographers and I could watch her dance 
for the rest of my life and be happy. I really love her as a performer, yeah. not as a singer. And she talks a lot about how singing is her gift and songwriting is her gift. And uh, I don't think so, Brittany. I really think she's an amazing dancer who can lip sync. That's interesting. To an auto-tuned track. Now you're making me want to rewatch some of the videos because I think I've only oh. ever seen them like once and not even all of them. So I'd be curious to... Mm-hmm. I kind of like Toxic was the last song that I was like, oh, that's a good song. But... Oh, I love that yeah, song. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, But I heard something. Uh, I don't remember who said it. Friend of mine. But she was saying that she heard uh, Britney... Oh, she saw Britney's um, Mickey Mouse Club audition. Apparently, it's available mm-hmm. online or something. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay, well, actually, maybe it wasn't online. I don't know where she got it, but she saw it. And mm-hmm. she said that she sang something that wasn't poppy. It was more like a blues or a, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, something, not pop. And she said she had the voice of an angel, like a really special, beautiful voice. And it was nothing like the overproduced sound that they ended yeah. up on for her thing. Mm-hmm. Which makes mm-hmm. sense because it does sound very electronic-y kind of, right? Like, always. Yeah. It always did. They were always auto-tuning her. But she also won Star Search, or only one time, and then a boy beat her. Uh, and, and Ed McMahon, I mean, this is who she was from the start. Ed McMahon's like, oh, you're so pretty, little girl. Do <gasps> you have a boyfriend? And she was nine or ten or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. really oh. gross. That's the thing where... I'm I'm full in on Britney. Like I I feel like when a kid that age is in the public eye and being super mm-hmm. sexualized and mm-hmm. it's got to do some damage, right? She saw she had a regular uh I mean I I don't I tell myself I'm fat enough and that's debilitating, right? But imagine if mm-hmm. the whole world is telling you you're fat or that you're no good and your father yeah is watching everything you eat. Yeah. and telling you you you're fat. I mean, yeah. I don't blame her for having struggles with her mental health. She, her life is extraordinary and not in great ways. She didn't have a solid family. Her mom wasn't there to protect her from all of this fame and pressure. I think her life spun out of control and she did the best she could. And I think she made some real bad decisions. But I, um, yeah, I, I don't blame her. Yeah. You know, I I, fe- I feel terrible for her. Yeah. She has suffered a lot. But it is interesting. There's not a lot of like, I, like, she does sort of couch it as like, I was in my 20s and I was partying. Like, people do that. And I have to say, that's true. I never had unlimited mm-hmm. means to party in Vegas, but I certainly partied more than was responsible. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was not a mom of two kids. <laughs> right. And then she talks about that she had a reality show with Kevin. Um, yeah. And I remember tuning into it a few times or or making talk soup or, you know, I remember seeing some of the more outrageous moments. She did not seem stable. She did not seem uh, sober. Uh, and in this book, she spends a lot of time talking about how she never drank. She never did drugs. She was always a good girl. But she seemed like she was yeah. doing something at that time. Oh, that's interesting. And, yeah, and I think they filmed it all. Like uh, we talk about these cults, why do you, why do they invite filmmakers into their cult? I, they invited filmmakers to film them, 
And then somehow Britney lost control of it and they released it as a, as a trashy reality show like Whitney and Bobby uh, when she thought it was going to be her truth or dare, her Madonna behind the scenes expose of what it's really like to be a performer. Yes, yes. And she didn't get real clear as to why it wasn't that. She just said, and then they made this show from it. Right. Okay. But it was like, well, what happened there? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's definitely more to the story. I disagree that there was a ghostwriter because I thought it was poorly written. (laughs) Mm. I didn't. I thought it was very uh, clunky. Like, you know what I mean? And especially after everything. I think it's a ghostwriter trying to sound like her. Oh, well, that's my theory. I wonder, like, maybe somebody just typing it for her because it was very I thought it was very conversational and very repetitive, like a lot of the same ideas coming over. You know, again, she really hammered home this idea of like, you don't know what it's like to walk in my shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I know I made mistakes, but like I didn't deserve what I got. Absolutely. Which is interesting. Uh, You're right. There are certain things where you go like, yeah, but does a court just give Kevin Federline custody without some sort of reason besides him saying, although I don't know. I wonder. Well, just backing up momentarily. So from a quick Google, journalist Sam Lansky was brought in to ghostwrite and another person wrote it with her called Luke Dempsey. He was a ghostwriter. So those names are a little similar. I'm wondering if they're... They're also not female. Like, wow, Brittany, way to lift up your... Lift up the ladies. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so she she definitely had a ghostwriter. And ghost, good ghostwriters make it sound like she wrote it. Okay. But okay, there were words that I didn't think she would necessarily have a grasp of that were used. But, oh, okay. Um, Interesting. But no, I don't think... I. I've heard a lot about the conservatorship. I watched one of those documentaries that she bashes at the end. And she's like, how dare people in my life be interviewed for those things? But oh, I thought they were they very pro Britney. No, I mean, they're not. I, I can't remember which one I watched. It It's not pro Britney. They, these are people who are concerned. And they're like, I was one of her friends and she was not well. And look, when they come asking me to say that about you in the documentary about you, I will keep my mouth shut and I will not participate. I promise you that. <laughs> okay. But, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. But um, in a lot of these documentaries, I-, I learned that conservatorship should never have been given to her father. A conservatorship can be given to an impartial guardian, a, a court, a court, right, a judge. Right. Th- so that would have solved a lot of this because they would have helped her get some help taken over her finances for a time, mm-hmm. gotten her back on track, and then she would have been moved on. Yeah. But he is evil, her dad. Yeah. He, and he somehow finagled it so he had conservatorship. Yeah. And she was his puppet. And he says, I don't know if he actually said this, but it's a very good movie moment when he says, I'm Britney Spears now. Yeah, I don't know, but you're right. I, it, it's great writing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of the... Maybe only moments of the book where I was like, oh, what's going to happen next? <laughs> right. right. I saw the documentary. I thought it was interesting. Her, she tells the story of being locked up. And then one of the nurses shows her a hashtag on social media. That's a hashtag free Britney. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that was the thing that gave me the idea to 
to try to get my own lawyer because I was told that I couldn't. Right. That I, you know. And I was. Do you? Yeah. Do you think really think a nurse would be like, come look at my computer, Brittany? Well, I mean, again, if we're questioning any of the truth of any of it, right? But with the story right. that she was putting together in my mind, look, mm-hmm. they had. She talks about like. Uh, she talks about like, I was capable of doing all this stuff. I was capable of performing and going on tour and putting together albums and doing all this stuff. But somehow I was not capable of anything else, which I mm-hmm. think she makes a good point. Right. Mm-hmm. You go, well, that's true. You sort of, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. So, um, wait, what was the question? Wait, you, uh, I said, do you think a nurse really showed oh, her yes. the, okay. Yes, I think that that does lead me to think that maybe she had more going on than her family wanted to believe that she did, that maybe she had been put in there too long, not given enough, that maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, why would, if a nurse was alerted to this, if it was in the media that she was being kept against her will or that she wasn't, you know, in charge of her destiny and it kind of, her fans were the ones who kind of dug it up and then... If the nurse saw that and thought that tracks with what I'm seeing, then yeah, she might do that. And it worked. Yeah. And she was actually able to get out, which means there was something like incorrect about it. Look, I don't think Britney Spears was ever a danger to society or herself and therefore should not have been locked up anywhere against her will. Um, So she should have been seeing a therapist, getting some help maybe not had custody of her kids if she was acting erratically. Yes. You know, there, it, there's just a, there's a medium. There's somewhere in the middle. If you could sit down with Jamie and sit down with Brittany, somewhere in the middle is the Are truth. you a Jamie fan? That's, oh, is Jamie the dad? No, <laughs> Jamie's the oh, dad. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, so, I, I, and again, I think he's evil, but I... I yeah, well, I can't... I mean, like, and her mom was on a book tour when Britney was suffering and fighting for custody yeah. and her mom wrote a book and was profiting. It's deplorable. It's awful. Super gross. I'm not defending her parents. No, no, no. I, think I don't think you are. Awful. I just don't think Britney's 100% an innocent victim the way she portrayed. Wouldn't it be great if it was really truly a tell-all though? Because that would really be a great story. If she was, she was like, I couldn't stop doing the drugs. I wish I hadn't. I couldn't, you know, even mm-hmm. now I still struggle with this and that. Like, that would, I don't think that's her brand, but it would have been really mm-hmm. helpful for other people struggling, I think, to go, oh, right. look at that. She was really, she right. had it even harder than I did. And she came out smelling like a rose. Right. I went on YouTube to watch something about how Jamie Lynn, her little sister, has now written a book pretty recently. And I think Brittany, at the very end of The Woman in Me, she says, and now Jamie Lynn's book is out and it hurts Brittany. So, Somebody, you know, all these bloggers who were like, here's what Britney said about it. And I thought maybe I would see Britney, but it wasn't. It, he was pulled from her Instagram. Yeah. But Britney sounds like a raving lunatic. And this is very recent. This was when Jamie Lynn's book came out. So that's current. That's not 10, 15 years ago. Oh, what is it? And do you remember kind um, of what it was? You don't have to quote it exactly. Well, yeah. So Jamie Lynn made some claims in the book about things that Britney had said or done. And Britney is ranting in 
posts about how, see what I mean, y'all? I have a fever of 104. They still won't give me an Advil. Y'all, it's crazy, 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 exclamation point, exclamation point. Jamie Lynn is lying, but I love her, but they won't give me Advil. My fever, my fever, y'all. It's just bananas. It's, it, it, first of all, it's a person who cannot write. So to think she wrote a book is. <laughs> okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and they maybe, but, maybe she needed a ghostwriter to make it less ranty. <laughs> yeah. Like, it really made no like, sense. Fucking... It was not a rational person. It's a paranoid person because this is her as a free. I'm assuming this was recent when she was out of her conservatorship. She could go call DoorDash and get Advil if she needed yeah. it. You know, so I don't. She is. um, Oh, my God. And then her she talks about the freedom she feels posting uh, videos of herself on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. But they are they look bananas. She's wiggling around near naked with her eyes, crazy eyes in the camera. And she's like, that's how I'm taking back my freedom and my creativity. But they look unhinged. I'm just saying they don't look well. Now I have to follow Britney Spears. I did. I don't, and I didn't. I didn't know that. Nor this, do I. Do you think is there any is there any sense that it's artistic expression? Uh, you know, like a like a. I think she thinks it is okay. Okay, and that's what where I question. You know, she claims, "Oh, I wrote this album and I and I recorded it in a day and and I created my shows." I don't. I think she has a ton of help. I don't think she is a creative genius. I think she's a really good performer. Interesting. Okay. And I'm willing to to say it. I think, but yeah, I think you should audition to be a backup singer so that you can get in there and get the inside scoop because I would like to know what's going on. I'm sure they're auditioning for 50-year-old backup singers. So let me get right on that. Uh, You know. (laughs) I, I heard you at the beginning of the podcast. I thought it was pretty great. You know, I don't think we have a game for this one, but but what would be a great game would be to mm. sort of um, do the actual Britney quote and then do what the ghostwriter might have suggested <laughs> that quote would turn into. <laughs> like looking it up on chat GBT, but making it an actual writer. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually, for those who can't tell, I really enjoy doing Britney Spears and I have voice matched her a couple of times. Ooh for documentary specials and stuff like that. So shout out. Um, I to am available. You. Yeah. It's interesting. Again, she was a there was a time in my life. I went and saw her in Vegas. There was a time. Ooh. It was my birthday and we were supposed to go to New York for Thanksgiving and Orbitz. Man, Orbitz screwed me over. OK, Orbitz. Not a sponsor. You can you don't have to. Whisper yeah, you know it. what? Orbitz. I still have never booked anything through Orbitz ever again. And I was an Orbitz girl. Ooh. But basically I booked tickets for my entire family to go to New York for Thanksgiving, like obviously months ahead of time. And then when it came to the actual flight, the only thing I could find was one ticket for me. And I and I, and I called them. I was like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I only got the one ticket. Like clearly I need four tickets. And they were like, well, you only bought one. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was a bazillion dollars. And of course I didn't buy one. Like, what are you talking about? And they were like, sorry. And I went there and I had them play the work. I, I said, go listen to that recording. I was on the phone for an hour and a half. I don't know who was to, I'm telling you, I ordered tickets for all of us. And they mm-hmm. would not, they said, no, you're wrong. We listened to the recording and you're wrong. You're crazy. So I was really bummed because we didn't get to go to, we, we had to cancel our Thanksgiving plans with our friend. 
And to make me feel better, Patrick took me to Vegas for my birthday, which was very nice. And we saw Britney. And she sang a medley of all the hits that I loved. So Uh I was super bummed about that because I was like, what's, and I think this is probably, you want the whole songs. This is probably the time that she was in her conservatorship. Amazing dancer, clearly lip syncing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was not, and and there was no there there. Like Kelly Clarkson is all about connecting with every song she sings. And Britney was kind of like, just like, now I move to the swing and I swing my legs. And I, Mm -hmm. it was fun and kitschy to be there, but it wasn't like a great show. She claims, you know, the reason I phone it in on stage is because I'm rebelling. That's my way of rebelling. Yes. But then later... I don't know about well, that. Well, but then later, she's like, <laughs> my fans are everything to me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if it really was happening the way that she said that they were, like, forcing her to perform when they weren't giving her any autonomy to do everything else, that would piss me off. Like, no, yeah. let me let me order my own food. Yeah. That's really important no, to me. I, I think a lot of it is, is true. I just, yeah. yeah. Um, well, well, yeah. What did you think? Man jobs. Oh, it was such a quick and easy. Michelle Williams kind of sold it for me. It's interesting, you know, mm-hmm. like, and uh, I liked it. I really did. I, I've, I've thought about it. I think it's an interesting commentary on like what it means to be a famous woman who gets attacked. Like, I want, I want to separate out the fact from fiction because I think people get attacked for everything. If they're in the public eye, they get trashed. And it's hard to mm-hmm. know. And this book made me think yes. more about her perspective. So I don't know, four, three and a half? I mean, for me, it's a five. I loved it. I, you know, I, I found it all fascinating. And I would love to know what's real and what's not yeah. real. I don't have the time to become a, a Britney historian and really parse it out. <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of do. truth. Yes, yeah. it, it, there's a lot of truth in this book and a lot of heartbreak and a lot of triumph. And then there's also a lot of bullshit and her justifying some trashy behavior. But but I breezed through yeah. it. I loved listening to it. I couldn't wait to talk to you about yeah. it. It's, you know, it wasn't... Um, I could talk to anybody about yeah. it. So please, please, let's talk yeah. about it. I, I would love to debate what's real, what's not, or what people... Find out what people yeah. think. Because I remember... Seeing that performance, um, the one where I think I don't remember the song, but she's on the VMAs and she's like, it's Britney, bitch. And then she stumbles out onto stage. And I remember seeing that back then and thinking, oh, my God, what's wrong with her? She looks like she's on drugs. She looks awful. There's something really wrong with her. She talks about that performance and that she had just seen Justin Timberlake backstage. She had just had a baby. She was not in the good frame of mind to go perform. So, wait, did you freeze? Spoiler, yes, she did. I'm going to keep talking. I went back and rewatched it, and it's not that bad. She's such a talented performer that her, the thing that had the world saying she couldn't perform anymore, she's done, she's washed up, looked pretty darn good from this perspective. Mandy has left the Zoom. She has probably ended our friendship. Bye, Mandy. I will do the business of the podcast. Her power went out. She just texted. So I will say, please, please, please join us uh, in Discord at mancave.com slash Discord to discuss this book and more. 
Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Get some merch at mancave.com slash merch. Become a Fandy at mancave.com slash Fandy. $5 a month gets you bonus content and more access to us. And The Man Cave is a proud production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. Thank you to everyone who's listening and not sure when we'll be back as Mandy's in London, but we'll be back soon. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's Pete. Yeah, that was a real podcast roller coaster. Am I right? Okay. So here's the thing. You just heard Mandy wrap up the show. But what you didn't hear is what Mandy does on the other side of that call while Mandy cannot hear her. And I thought, you know, it's a bonus episode. And I'm the one pushing the buttons. So why don't I just let you hear that, too? Uh Uh-oh. My power went out. <laughs> my my power went out. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> I think I might be closing this down. And Mandy's probably closing it down on the other side. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That's hilarious. Oh, it's back on. Okay, now I'm going to send it to her. <laughs> well, we were going to wrap up anyway. Wow, that was a crazy little, that was nutty. You know what? This reminds me, I am more like Julia Louis-Dreyfus than uh, I even knew because this happened to her on her podcast. So I am practically like the star of Seinfeld. This is the magic and the glamour of show business, you guys. Sorry, Pete. I'm going to just re-invite her to my little podcast situation and we'll close it out. How does that sound? Oh, except my internet's not working. Dang it. Okay, maybe we'll just do it on speakerphone. I'm in a koala. I'm doing this on speaker. For you, dialed is not in service. Oh, God, I called her home number. Jesus, what am I, a Luddite? Why does she still even have, why do I still even have that in my phone? Oh, God. Okay. That's bonkers. Oh, my God. So anyway, I have you on speakerphone. I've still been recording and you're in my you're in my microphone. I've, I like we should just close it out, right? I wrapped it up. I did it. You did it. No, you can't do it alone. This is our episode. Okay, well, I just I was like, I don't know where Mandy went. She said her power's out. So I'll say closing credits. And, and I said, we'll see you real soon. Oh, you did all that. Okay, you did a really good job. So I'm sorry I yelled. I'm I'm unstable ever since the power went yeah. out. You know, if you want to record a button on that and say, I heard Mandy wrapped up the episode without me, but I just want to say whatever, then that'll be cute. Okay, maybe I'll be cute. That sounds good. Do you think I'm being hacked yeah. by Russians? Or is this a legitimate thing? Is it like your power's just out or it came back on? It came back on. But oh. now my internet's unstable. I think it's Abby being like, pay attention to me, I'm sick. Oh, God, the mother guilt. You're right. All right, I'll go do that. She feels better. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Well, you heard it here, folks. Sorry, Pete. You pick the winner, whatever you want. Bye. Bye.